0: back and we're live and I'm a feminist but recently I went to a university friend's baby shower and everyone was talking about breastfeeding the whole time and how when they breastfed this happened when they had their first this happened when they had their second this happened I've never had a baby but I really couldn't go into explaining all that so I just pretended I had and said (laughs) don't
1: the nipples chafe I'm a feminist but hey um, yesterday, um, the world announced that Jim Davidson's been given his own panel show, um, an anti woke panel show. And um, I'm a feminist, but if I was told that I had to either become a captain on that show and appear on every show, or never have a mini egg again, <laughs> I'm afraid I would take the job.
0: <laughs> I. what if you were paid in Mini Eggs? Would that change the deal at all? Would make it more more exciting? I'm afraid it would make it more exciting! It would make it more exciting! exciting. Have you smelt them? Less feminist and more exciting. But sometimes things that are less feminist are more exciting. I'm just thinking about my sexual fantasies. (laughs) I'm a feminist, they're not...
2: (laughs) I'm a feminist, but... (laughs) Earlier today, for breakfast, I had a Greek yogurt and mango, and I thought, "Wow, women can have it all."
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a feminist, but today I went to the cinema with Deborah, Celia, and Grace to watch *The Batman*. *The Batman*. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. Interesting choice. And my biggest take from watching that film is Zoe Kravitz in a cat suit. I don't know what to tell you. Um, that's that's my, actually my only take from that entire film. I wore Three my hours.
0: Cape. I wore my cape. Not all superheroes wear capes, but lots, do, lots of us do. Um, I also really liked Zoe Kravitz in a in a, in a suit. Yep. In, a, in a in a in a yeah. But I actually lent over to Jen at one point because there was a random woman who came on, she only had one line and I lent over to Jen and said, This is a bit strange that they've there's no need for a second woman in this. Because thing. we had
3: one woman and that <laughs> had, was Zoe Kravitz. Woman.
0: I was like, And then, no then this other woman why? just came in and we were like, What's she doing here? We've got <laughs> a whole lot of there, there was, was a woman, woman at the that had already beginning. been on. There was a woman at the beginning who was running against the mayor or something but then she was in a video and then she was on posters and then nothing, she was never sitting, I thought, oh, this is going to be good. She was a woman of colour, she came in and then, and then she was just never in it, there was no need no. and then right at the end she got she rescued. Got shot yeah. shot okay. and rescued. Shot and rescued. <laughs> rescued by the Batman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, spoilers. <laughs> oh. Do you know what? Do
3: you know what? I really feel like this isn't the audience like, well, that was the film that I was going to go out and see, actually, (laughs) I was surprised
0: we saw it. It was Grace Petrie's idea. Welcome, Grace Petrie! (laughs) Well, I'm a a feminist, but I was also going
4: to talk about the controversial decision to watch The Batman. Um, And I would say, um, I thought Zoe Kravitz didn't add anything to the film. But I would say the same for Robert Pattinson, the director and the script. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I'm a feminist, but Batman would have been better without... Without Batman. Woman, without Batman. Without the Batman, without the Penguin. Honestly, I think I could have sat and stared at the wall and had a better time <laughs> and paid £15 to do it and I would have just had a great time. If only, if only Batman had had a
3: lozenge. That's what mm, I kept thinking. Yeah. Why is your voice yeah. so gravelly? Just have some cough syrup or...
2: Yeah. <laughs> a lozenge and some therapy. I think it would have been a very different film. Howdy, hi. My name's Narissa Simone. I am a feminist, but I hate the smell of ladies' toilets. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went to an all-girls school and I have the nose like a sniffer hound. And so, ladies, we we're and gents, whoever, if you're around somebody and uh, you're smelling quite fragrant, I think you should... Change quicker. Change quicker and maybe like make the bins a little bit nicer smelling like roses or I don't know. No, Simone, I'm
0: going to put it to you. Have you ever been into a men's loo? (sighs) Oh my God. Our loo's a
2: Nirvana's.
0: Well, since you're
2: asking, (laughs) the ladies queue is always really long and the men's isn't so long. (laughs) And so then I went in and I had the shock of my life. Yes, indeed. This is why we are all about gender neutral loos. Uh, I don't want to
0: pee in front of anybody, but I'm happy to use the sink with everybody. Um, so tonight, the loos are open! Yay! Are we ready to start the show? And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Guilty Feminists! A big round of applause for Jessica Foster Q, Jen Brister, Celia Ray B., Grace Petrie, and Northampton's own Larissa Samar. hello, 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 and welcome. Thank you so much for coming out. It's a delight uh, to be back out in the live world, isn't it? Isn't it lovely not to be wearing sequins on Zoom? I'd be wearing this anyway, guys. I'd be wearing it anyway, but I'm wearing it here live in a way that I want to touch you. Is Is this allowed? Probably not. We're touching. Yes. You would like to touch too. This could be the whole show. I could just come around and touch all of you. I have no healing powers, if you knew. It looks like I do now. Some people are going, oh, could she heal? No, no, I cannot he- Well, maybe, I don't know. You f- how, how are you feeling? A thousand times better, I can heal. Listen, it's, it's not for me to say I'm feminist Jesus. That's, that's for you to say, sir. Uh, do you listen to the show, sir? No. And yet you've boldly sat in the front row. Fascinated by men sometimes. Fascinated by men. Because I would not sit centre front row at a men's rights activist conference. But I love, I love that you've done that. So, Would you consider yourself a feminist? There was a pause and there was a consideration. Again, again, this happened to me in Brighton. If I was sitting front row, centre of a men's rights activist conference, and the man on the stage went... And do you believe in men's rights? I'd be like, yes, yes, very much all about that. But I love the consideration that you've taken there. Um, Might I ask, did you think I was going to be Craig Revel Horwood, who's here tomorrow night? (laughs) Have you bought tickets for the wrong night? No, you've just gone no, and then you've done a thumb in the direction of the person who bought the tickets. Is the person who bought the tickets your wife by any chance? Excellent. So that, that'd be probably a good way to introduce her, rather than the person who bought the tickets. I mean, I know marriage is long. How long have you been married, sir, if you don't mind me asking? That is a great question, one to which you should know the answer. There are feminists rising, rising in embarrassment for you, but you're fine. It's interesting, we take on your embarrassment, sir. You are fine. He's breathing in and out at a normal pace, but there are women behind going, no, no, please remember, God. You yourself, sir, are just like, I mean, is it something I need to remember? Surely that's why we have diaries, so we can write things down. I'm sure my calendar will tell you. Do you know how long you've been together? You did the maths a second ago. They say women can't do maths, but for things like this, we can. That's a joke. Women can do maths across the board. I can't, but I don't speak for all women. I've just got. Listen, you've got me into this mess. <laughs> I blame you. What's your name, sir? Alex and Alex and Fiona. Lovely. Thank you. Very welcome. Well, well, very welcome here. Yes, Fiona. How long have you been together? Nineteen years. Nineteen years. And you've brought Alex along tonight. Do you listen to the podcast? You don't listen to the podcast either. Were you the one that thought it was Craig Horwood? <laughs> were you expecting a little bit of Strictly Come? I have been learning to dance in lockdown, so I could probably, I could, might be able to do a pirouette. Just one second. I don't, I haven't done one for ages. I've barely, in the, in the pandemic, I mean, this, we're still in the pandemic. We've just, pre, we're just pretending we're not in this country. <laughs> That's the thing. But I... Since out of lockdown, it's harder to find the time. So it's possible I can no longer do a pirouette. In fact, I'm going to let you... You can take the mic in case you need to busk while I'm preparing. What's your name? Kirsty. Are you happy to busk? Yeah, great. Okay. So, Kirsty, you might need to do a commentary if this goes wrong. If you were... Listen, these people were doubled over when you couldn't remember how long you'd been married. Listen, they're looking at me. They're thinking, a pirouette? I don't know. Um... Kirsty, just to take the mic. Okay, ready? All right. We believe
5: in you! And she's nailed it!
0: It wasn't a perfect landing, but I fudged it, and I acted as if it was meant to be. And that's Feminism. It's just you have a good old crack, and then you land as if that's the way you were meant to land. And you don't say, no worries if not, I hope that was okay. Did that make any sense? You just go, yes, it did make sense. Thank you. A little bit of the old jazz handers. This is great for the podcast, obviously. Uh, the, uh, a- any kind of dance-based material is great for a podcast. If you're listening at home, I just did a flawless pirouette. People were amazed. It was, have you seen Darcy Bustle? Well, she's in the audience and she's like, what? I, uh, in retrospect, I never should have bothered. And uh, you don't know whether that's true or not because it's a podcast and that's the joy of the medium. Um, so uh, just give us a cheer if you listen to The Guilty Feminist. Yeah. Give us a cheer if you don't know where you're at. Yeah. That should be you, Fiona and Alex. <laughs> Can I, I... I am intrigued because normally what happens is uh, loads of people listen to the podcast and then they bring along a few friends, Right. And uh, they say to their friends, you'd love this. And they go, oh, I don't really do this podcast. Well, let's come, come along to the live show. We're all going. It'll be really fun. It'll be really fun. And then they go, oh, oh, I don't really know anything about it. You go, but that'll be mine. And then they come. And so it's generally core podcast fans and drunk friends looking for any reason to leave the house. What I find fascinating about Fiona and Alex is, and I don't mean to pry, it's just that, that for some strange reason, the stalls are really full, but the front two rows are inextricably empty. Uh, not empty, just, just sparsely populated. And Alex and Fiona, you've booked front row seats for a show that you, what, what, where, how did this happen? You're the drunk friend. So what? Uh, oh, you're drunk friends of someone who you've lost, who listens to the podcast. That explains it. Where's the friend? Where's the, heart, the diehard friend? Who knows? What, you've, you've texted them, they've just not shown up. They got drunker than you did, clearly. So you said, we'll meet you here. You've not lost them in the bar. No. They're not, they've not had an accident or a turn. No, okay, so they just never showed up to the theater. They booked you front row. They've set you the fuck up. <laughs> they've set you up. Do you owe them money? Have you slept with their significant other? Something's gone on. This reminds me of the time in Friends where Chandler sent the rest of them to the worst one-woman show in history. I recently re-watched that, and I realised that one-woman show was quite good. It was quite feminist. She comes out, and she starts talking about her period, and he's like, oh, God. And now I look back, and I think I'm more interested in seeing that one-woman show than I am in watching Friends. <laughs> How times change. I feel like your friend has set you up. That's what I feel like. But do you like feminism? Excellent. Fiona's right into it. Fiona's a sister. And Alex, Alex is absolutely along for the ride, and not against it. And I think that's... <laughs> That's what, that's, Alex is like, within reason. He's one of those within reason guys. Are you, are you into feminism within reason, Alex? Precisely, precisely within reason. What would, oh, this is not fair. What would be outside reason? I'm so sorry, Alex. I'm so sorry, I really, it's not fair. It's not fair, Alex. He hasn't come across it yet. Alex saves it. He saves it. He saves it at the 10-yard line, if that's a sports reference that makes sense to anybody. I don't know, it's something I've heard. Um, oh, well done, Alex, well done. In the nick of time, he's necking that red wine, though, and I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't blame him. I would be if I were Alex. I'd be knocking it back. You didn't You didn't get enough. I hope you've got a bottle down there. Um, maybe we can get you a bottle in the interval to make up for everything that's happened so far. Um... <laughs> So if you don't know what the show is, it's The Guilty Feminist. It's a podcast about our noble goals as 21st century feminists and our hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. That's right. And that's the way I always say undermine them, Alex. Um, uh, It's just, it's morphed. You know when you have to say something a lot? You add a bit more welly each time. You know what's coming. You get more of a run-up. And it's just the only way I can say undermine them. Now, nobody knows why, Alex. Um... (laughs) Uh, so, uh, that, this is a podcast. Do you know what a podcast is, Alex? Yes, okay. This is some people don't. A podcast is, is radio that nobody stops you making, and that's why women do it so often, because the normal channels are, of course, closed down to us. So this is all the option that we have, and we love it. It's, it's my favourite option, because no one interferes. If you make telly, they're constantly telling you, you can't say that, you can't say that, you've got to say it like that, it has got to be an auto cue." can we hone that? Trajectory? There's none of this just general bants and chats. I'd never be allowed to talk to Alex, and this has been my favourite part of the show so far. In truth, it's been the only part of the show so far. <laughs> but listen, if anyone would like an upgrade, is anyone sitting at the back? This is what you always hope happens on a plane and never does. Would anyone at the back like to come to the front? into business class you're very welcome to it's not the kind of show where anyone picks on you (laughs) Uh, that sounds hollow now but it's the kind of show where I've already found Alex and Fiona and I don't need anyone else (laughs) Kirsty's ready to busk if necessary and has done a great job so if anyone would like to come down to these strange front two rows you're very very welcome you don't need to there's people here in a royal box what's happened over here (laughs) this is just the seat she booked and you were determined to sit in them yep you can come to the front yeah of course you can do you want to make that journey? Excellent, please, yes. Come on. What's feminism for if it's not for coming to the front? Call to arms, call to action, come and populate these front couple of rows. Come on, people. It's just a bit weird, we don't know. Why are these all sold in this? They... Peter, or oh, someone's being called. Listen, is this. Wow, this is is Northampton this kind of town where you go, Peter, do you all know each other? I bet a lot of you in the interval will go, oh, you're here, oh, you're here. Well done, well done, well done. Populate the front row. What's your name? Mark. Are you here on your own? Mark, I love you already. He's come here for feminism on his own. Yeah. The bar is, the bar's very low for men, isn't it? We, uh, we applaud, we applaud any effort, but no, I'm delighted, Mark. I'm delighted. Uh, what do you do, Mark. You visit Northampton Theatre? Sounds like a spy. A, that's not a job, is it? That's not, it's not a job. You're MI5. I don't know. Uh, no. Or a drug dealer. One of those. Um, either way, exciting. Um, just shout out if you've got a feminist T-shirt. Great. And yours says, hate racism, fascism, bigotry, misogyny. These are all crossed out. That's key information for you. That's, I just realised this doesn't sound as feminist as all that. Don't get the wrong idea, Alex. This is a great T-shirt. So, hate is crossed out, racism crossed out, fascism, bigotry, misogyny crossed out, and then caffeine not crossed out. Yeah. Have you got one? What does it say? Radical feminist. That's right, my friend. Radical feminist. She is not playing. This show might be, let's be honest, a little bit light ends for you. Um, and yours? Trans people have always been here. Yeah. And then on the back, a million times, trans people will always be here. I don't know if you heard on the podcast, but I did ayahuasca and Mother Earth told me that trans people were the most sacred people on earth. And uh, I then checked in with the shaman the next day and said, is this a tradition in Peru that trans people are really sacred? And he's normally so lovely. And then he just, he looked at me like quite crossly. And then he said through his interpreter, may I remind you that ayahuasca is a sacred medicine. If Mother Earth tells you something is so, you do not check in with a man to see if it is true. (laughs) I'm a feminist, but even Mother Earth has to be double-checked by a guy. That's not good feminism, Alex. Don't take that with you. Are we ready? Are we ready for our first incredible act? She is a guilty feminist regular. She is a guilty feminist favourite, but you will have also seen her on live at the Apollo and QI like some kind of huge, great, big deal television star. You may have seen her live tour show, Hench, which got nominated for the Edinburgh Comedy Award. If you did, you will be jumping out of your seat to welcome her to the stage. So put your hands together. Make woohooing noises. Smash the
5: compliments <laughs> um hello how are you
1: it's so nice to be back doing a um, big old tour shows isn't it all together and that especially with guilty feminist tour shows because it feels like a good time to like come back with some of the some of the classics some of my favorite i'm a feminist butts i've ever done um probably some of the early ones actually i think my first ever one was i'm a feminist but my favorite type of apple's called pink lady um, and this is sort of to get the gauge of the room and I'll give you a little advance warning it was too much for Cambridge um, <laughs> um, but um, my favourite one I've ever thought of um, I'm a feminist but sometimes in bed I like getting slapped around the face <laughs> but, <laughs> great, well done a lot more fun than Cambridge I fucking knew you would be yum yum in my time. um <laughs> It's so rare to have such a glorious group uh, of people together and and, and lots of us, you know, I'm still getting used to having lots of us together again. So while I've got you here, I will check. What are we doing with our pubes? Come on, what are we doing? What are we fucking doing, lads? Why won't people talk about what we're doing? I find it confusing, the shyness. Grow it out, full wolf, okay, fine, full wolf. I understand this is very sexy. It's sexy just in how decisive it is, feminist movement to go full wolf, maximum. Growler? Mega, mega, is it a pet? No, she's naked. It's that, that, great, fine, yeah, but also, as I understand it, people under the age of 30 literally never heard of a pube. Gonna <laughs> need taken to a pube museum to have it proven to them what a pube ever was. And as I said before, we want to seem sexy. We want to feel sexy. Everyone wants to feel sexy, don't they? And where do the boundaries of sexiness lie? It's all going well. I'm always, me personally, going to go for the easiest option, which is to go, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it it grow. Maybe that was, maybe that's what she meant in the song. Um, Popular song, let it grow. Um, Got that stuck in your head now. But where do the boundaries lie? Where do the boundaries of sexiness lie? I'm of an age now where it doesn't want to stay in the same, in the sexy area. It wants to live down here. I'm trying to use code so no one pukes, but like my... my belly-beard. Peninsula is making a very strong plate tectonic bid to join the main island. Even calling it a peninsula makes it sound too organised. It's patchier than that. More of an archipelago somewhere you might go on your honeymoon. And I think, you know, there is an argument for, if it's going to make you feel sexy, because we want to feel sexy, if it's going to make you feel sexy, get it off. If you want to get, have it, you can go to a person, I don't know if you know this, you can have a twat wax, you can, and it's almost always a woman, a woman, do, not not for love, but just for cash, will we'll, we'll we'll wax your tuppence. And, 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 and actually, do you know what, up until a point you can go, that's empowering. That's empowering. I'm a feminist and I'm empowered. And it's empowering. If afterwards I'm going to feel sexy, like a silky otter, <laughs> then it's worth, is it worth it? It's got to be worth it. It's empowering. It's going to make me feel snazzy about myself. Then that's self-care and that's empowering. And you get there and you give the loads of, upwards of 40 pounds. And, and you'll be like, ow, oh, ow, oh, a lot of that. A lot of like, ooh, that's hot. Like all of that. You can be like, no, it's empowering. It's worth it. It's empowering. It is. Until the bit where she asks you, To roll over, doesn't she? (sighs) And put your own hands, one on each buttock. And pull them apart. So that she can pour hot wax directly onto your... It's an anus, yeah, anus. And then you have to stay there like that (laughs) while it sets, don't you? And at that point, I challenge even the most modern feminist, to feel empowered. And let me tell you, at no other point in my whole life have I ever felt slightly regretful at having got to a stage in my career where occasionally I am recognised now. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we've got to communicate about the pubes. We've got to communicate. So we're not communicate. Terrible mistakes happen. All mistakes will bloody happen, won't they? Um, uh, oh, God. Uh, I mean, I grew up in Dorset in the 90s. And no one was... Uh, they were still wearing bum bags from the first time round. No, no one was... No, there was no muff topiary happening in Dorset in the 90s. Well, so I moved to London for university, right? And I realised that everybody around me was getting rid of their pubes, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. I started seeing someone. I thought, well, he's going to expect... That. So, you know, I did it. <laughs> um, and he came out one time, right? And, um, and we must communicate... Um, he, he came round and, and things started happening. Not nice things, sexy, sexy things. Uh, uh, got, and it got sort of like sort of um, uh, got so awkward, isn't it? <laughs> uh, got sort of, uh, sort of sort of hands and um, just sort of the, uh, one of the early base, like in the, uh, imagine the early bases. Sort of the base, I mean, arguably the best bits. Got to that first, and he was like, Oh, hello. And I was like, Great, you know, he's It's great. <laughs> oh, great, brilliant. And it got a bit sort of further on into the things, nice things, sexy things. And it got sort of, sort, of, sort, of, sort, of, sort of trousers and sort of pants sort of, right off, right? Sort of, it's early in the night for this, isn't it? We're doing it, I'm ministering now. So got sort of, bit, bit sort of proper sort of business time, and he went, Oh! Um, and we must communicate. <laughs> Northampton. Because what? What I'd done. <laughs> 18 years old. What I'd done. Is um, I'd got rid of absolutely all the hair there, there um, but left absolutely everything there. <laughs> 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 Sexiness wise, I'd given myself the vaginal equivalent of a monk's haircut. I've just realised how badly that might translate on a podcast. All the, all the people that listen to this but that aren't here, this is going to have just a bit of... I'm just going to hear someone going, I, let, I, I got rid of apps of all that but left absolutely all that and they're just going to have to guess. <laughs> I'm looking at my watch but I can't remember when I came on. Um, <laughs> I think I've got a few minutes. Um, should we do some gay stuff? Let's do some gay stuff. Um, I realise I've got an extraordinary amount of privilege. I met my queeness in my... 30s, right? And I realise how privileged that is compared to people who meet their queerness as children, uh, under 30s. Um, or actual children and teenagers, because I think when you're a child, um, you know, your whole self worth hinges, doesn't it, on how respected you are by the people around you, including in your family and your, you know, your close circles. Whereas once you're in your 30s, you're like, wow, you can disown me if you want, Uncle John. Couldn't give a fuck, you old prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, Uncle John, it's always been a chore. <laughs> If you could, Uncle John, please do chuck me out the WhatsApp group. <laughs> Can't think of a bigger favour you could do me, darling. In fairness, even my Uncle John didn't disown me. He, um, my dad outed me to him and um, he went, bloody hell, we've already got one of those in the family. <laughs> I'd not realised there was a quota. Um, but it's made me realise, you know, if that's the most oppression I've faced, thank God god thank you everyone who's all i've got to ride into queerness on the coattails of the most extraordinary efforts and activism over the course of history i just feel incredibly lucky the worst things i've had to face are a little bit of disbelief a little bit of curiosity um and the curiosity comes in this form i've had more than one friend feel absolutely fine saying to me oh right you're dating a woman oh right i mean i mean what do you actually do In 2022, I don't know where to start unpacking the problems with the question, to be honest. One, I'm pretty sure she does use the internet. Two, I mean, no straight person's ever been asked that, have they? Ever. Can you imagine a straight person ever saying to their friend, oh, I started seeing someone new and their first question being, oh, tell me exactly how you fuck. (laughs) Worse than that, what is happening in these friends' straight bedrooms that they can't possibly imagine? That's heartbreaking, isn't it? Is her husband coming up to her like that? And she's going, did she just try... Did, she, did she just try and kiss me? <laughs> ugh, ugh, just put the dick in. <laughs> what? What do you think two women are doing in the bedroom, for fuck's sake? Did she think, just sort of stand there? Just <laughs> sort of...
6: Forlornly, sort of... Slowly take off our clothes. And just sort of look down, really miserably.
3: at
1: where a willie still hasn't grown? <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh I still haven't got one. Oh, have you? No. Oh, I'd probably better just hold hands again. <laughs> I leave you with this, right? So, um, (laughs) my girlfriend's got two cats, um, grow up. That's not a euphemism. She's not a kangaroo. She's got two feline creatures. And I like these cats, but I'm not sure how they feel about me, to be honest. Um, There's no, I've gone in quite saucy tonight, I've realised, especially for the top of the show. Fine. Everyone else will really raise the tone. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I love these cats, right, but... uh, there's no delicate way of putting this they they watch us bonk. and they're not very encouraging one of them watches like that and if anything the other one's worse the other one watches like that and I was really letting this knock my confidence and then I realised what had happened obviously there's been an empathy fail hasn't there on my part. Because at the end of the day, they're cats, aren't they? And what are cats thinking if they're watching two women have sex? They're probably thinking, oh, they are having a very thorough wash. <laughs> Surely that bit's done, at least. What's a noisy wash. Unbelievably, I'm going to leave you on that.
0: You're so lovely. Take care. Have a great night. See you later. <laughs> Jessica Festerkew, everybody. Uh, so, uh, so I've got to check in with Alex and Fiona. Hold on. Are these your friends? No, we're randoms. Oh, you're... No, we're randoms. Again, listen. Even feminists. W- women have been so trained. It's like, we're randoms. Other people say... Some randoms came and sat on our table. No feminist should identify as a random. <laughs> you are not randoms, my friend. You are feminists. You are women. You are taking up space. I don't even want to. I don't. I, 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 you are. Yes, good. You are. Yes, excellent, excellent. So just checking in, um, Fiona and Alex. You've got friends now. Is, yeah, <laughs> we do. You've been saved. Excellent. Um, are you enjoying the show? You're loving it. And is it what you thought it would be? Excellent. Alex, exactly what you thought it would be. (laughs) So it was, Fiona's looking, Fiona literally went, oh, thank God, he said the right thing. Um, Excellent. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. You're going to enjoy the next comic so much. Uh, She is also a guilty feminist regular, and uh, she is also somebody who you'll be seeing after the interval, uh, she is someone who has also been on Live at the Apollo and done lots of brilliant TV things as well, no doubt, as touring near you. Put your hands together and make incredible woo noises. Stamp your feet for the incredible Jan Preston.
3: I, I, look, it's lovely being here, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it lovely being out of the house? But also, isn't it lovely being at home? Look, I don't know if it's my age. It's my age, 47. What's 47? Well, just 47. And now I just, I want to go out, but I want to stay in. Yeah? And look, during lockdown, when I couldn't go out, I was angry. Don't think I was. I was like, what? can I see my friends only on Zoom what was that I say to my mate this isn't a connection how are we going to maintain a friendship on Zoom this is shit mate I miss you babe babe I miss you I can't wait till we can go out and by the way when things open up we are going to go out we're just going to kick off yeah it's going to be drinking it's going to be dancing we're going to be living the Vida Loca like our skin is the colour of mocha we are going to paint the town beige oh my god mate it's going to kick off. Yeah? And then things opened up, didn't they? Yeah, and we put a date in the diary. Yes, we bloody did. And we cemented it in the calendar. And then that day loomed. And oh, my God, did I hope, did I pray that she would cancel. Because I don't want to go out. This is the thing with stand-up comedy, when you look at us and you think... What a glamorous lifestyle you lead. Is it? Is it? This isn't our job, by the way. This is like 5% of what we do. 95% of what we do is we're travelling. We're in a car, we're in a train, we're on a bus, we're on a coach. That's what we're doing. We're on the bloody road, mate. Yeah? A few months ago, I had to go to Aberystwyth. Yeah? I live in Brighton. Do you think I want to go to Aberystwyth? It took me seven and a half hours. By the time I got to Aberystwyth, I thought, fuck it, I now live in Aberystwyth. I'm not going back, I'm staying here. You ever have a date in your diary that you're like, I don't want that to happen? The whole week before I was looking at my NHS app going, ping your bastard, ping. (laughs) Ping. I had to bloody go. I'm just tired. God, I mean, what is it with... I'm not going to lie to you, I miss Zoom gigs. Again, not while I was doing them. I was like, what is this? This isn't stand-up comedy, is it? This is just a middle-aged beige lesbian having a breakdown in front of a laptop. What is this? But now, I look back and I think, wow, those heady days. Yeah? I'd be in my kitchen with my girlfriend. I'd say, "Sweetie, I'm just going to pop upstairs, do a little cheeky gig. Yeah? Go up the stairs, get into the office, open up a laptop. Pow. 15 minutes of dynamic stand-up comedy. Bam. I've made 11 quid. Never going to get that back. (laughs) That's gone, yeah? That is gone. Isn't it weird how we were never on Zoom and then we're all on Zoom? That's what the pandemic gave us. What What did it give us? It gave us Zoom. Yeah, Didn't do it before, now we're all doing it. And I'll be honest with you, I'm over Zoom. Shall I tell you what I hate about Zoom? My face. Come on, I don't think pre-pandemic anyone... Has, I've never been in a conversation with anyone I thought, oh, do you know what's missing from this chat? <laughs> I'd love to know what my face is up to right now. Yeah? Oh, yeah, please tell me what my stupid pinhead is doing right now. And the thing I resent about Zoom is that you know whoever you're talking to on Zoom, they're not looking at your face, are they? They're looking at their own face. Yeah? And you're not looking at their face. You're looking at your face thinking... What the fuck is wrong with my face? Why did you not tell me my face does that? I, what did we I mean, what have we learned? What have we learnt from the pandemic? I'll tell you what I've learned. I've learned that when I ask people how they are, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah? Okay, that's that's again, that's not that's not strictly true. What I mean is is that if I'm having a shit time and I ask you how you are, I don't want to hear from you if you're having a good time. Do do you remember remember lockdown, there were some people that were fucking loving it? Just, mm mm-hmm. Let's be motivated. Let's be positive. That's what, that is, where I live in Brighton, that's every. Let's be, come on. Let's just bloody well muddle through and make the best of things. Let's be positive. Let's be optimistic, okay? Come on we've got time in our hands when we don't have time before. We can just connect with our children. We can really, really spend time with our partners. We can bake sourdough. We can do yoga with Adrienne. <laughs> By the way, if you live in Brighton, why the fuck are you baking sourdough? That whole town is made of sourdough. Yeah? I think, Do you know what we all really want? A tiger loaf. Okay? And I think on that note, I'm going to fuck off. Um... <laughs> You seem lovely. This will be such a fun night. Uh,
0: let's bring back Deborah! Jen <clears throat> I've got the wrong microphone. <laughs> this is slick as fuck. <laughs> hello, Northampton. <laughs> when feminism is fucked up by the wrong microphone, does it give up? No. Does the sisterhood prevail? Yes. Then please, welcome to the stage for the second half of the Girls of Feminists. your host, Deborah Frances White. <laughs> hello, hello. To report to you that Alex and Fiona came back! So thrilled! Did you have a lovely interval? Excellent. Uh, And I'm delighted you're back. Did your friends ever get texts or anything like that? Hey, did anyone buy you a drink? Were you. Yeah, oh, I knew you'd be celebrities in the intervals. Let's hear it for the girls. That's right, thank you very much. Yes, absolutely. Yes, you, they were brought drinks because they're now local Northampton celebrities. Listen, we have got an incredible second act for you. Are you ready for it? Are you ready to see someone very special and very local? Then please put your hands together and make incredible woo noises for the incredible...
2: Hampton. I'm really excited. The last time I was on this stage was when I graduated. Thank you very much. So tonight, it's um, kind of a first as well because this is the first time anyone in the world would have heard the song I'm going to sing. Oh. So I want you to know that um, Artists who are in music really care about opinions and are really, they really value honesty. But this is not one of those times. <laughs> so if you don't like my song, I'm going to need you to go for that Oscar and act like you do. <laughs> and if you do like my song, I'm going to need you to act like you do. <laughs> do you reckon you can do that? Yay! Yay! Okay, so briefly, I'll tell you what it's about. Lockdown was a shamble. Went through a whole COVID breakup. Life was dry. yeah, it was very very sad for me, but I win because I get to write songs about it and then sing them. So I wrote loads of songs about breakups, which will be on my EP that's coming out next month. But this song kind of came at a aha moment when I was like, "Wow, I never thought I'd be making my own music. I never thought I'd be over that nonsense gentleman who will remain nameless forever because I don't think he needs any more publicity." Do we agree? We agree. So I just wrote this song and it's kind of about being in your own power and you can't really pour from an empty cup, so you have to make yourself kind of central to your own world. And the title is I'm Spinning Around. So when it's on Spotify, don't confuse it with another artist whose name I will not mention because I don't have any copyrights to use it. Okay, thank you. Let's go with the song. I think it's going to start soon. And dance and clap if you want. Like... (laughs) I will. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: How am I standing in this space right now with a smile all on my face? I'm proud, so damn proud of me. I'm exactly where I need to be. Oh. oh no sense, I gotta be in it, I wanna win it, I made a start, so I'll finish, then all around the world you're gonna, and shake your photo from side to side, move your body, arms open, wide. rated games I might not want to play new opportunities gotta take my chance but I'm not your monkey so I don't gotta dance not for the faint of heart but I'm glad I made a start my art is a part of my soul's expression on my sleeve so don't ask no questions be confused by what you see try to Spinning around
0: Hello, Guilty Feminists. Just to let you know, we are still on tour around the UK on the 27th of May. We will be in Birmingham with Alison Spittle, Catherine Bohart, Celia A.B. and Jess Robinson. On the 4th of June, we'll be in Cardiff with Sophie Duca, Abigail Shimon, Celia A.B. and Jess Robinson. Uh, we're also going to Manchester. We're also going to Newcastle. We're also going to Glasgow. Check out where we're coming near you on the website. We are also building up to our seventh birthday show at the Hammersmith Apollo on the 1st of October with some incredible guests. Get your tickets now. We will be in Australia and New Zealand in July, Adelaide, Perth, Canberra, Melbourne, Christchurch, Auckland, Wellington and Sydney. And we've just added a date in Belfast on the 14th of October at Ulster Hall. Tickets are also on sale now for Kima Bob's Fuck It Up Comedy Club FOC, F.O.C. stands for Femmes of Colour. That's at 21 Soho every Sunday from the 19th of June. And that will be a brand new podcast recorded live from the House of the Guilty Feminist. The Big Speeches Workshop, to up your confidence, is on the 29th of May and the 26th of June with Jessica Regan online. For details about all of these and to book tickets, go to guiltyfeminist.com. And now back to the podcast. Are you learning anything, Alex? Have you learned anything? Do you feel, you feel, you're feeling, of course. You're always learning. <laughs> Alex was clapping with his wine glass in his mouth. <laughs> That's genuinely true. I wish I'd taken a photo of it. If I'd had my camera here, I would have. Um, but, you, but you're always learning. I feel like this is not normal. You wouldn't have heard this kind of comedy before quite all so in a row. Is that right, Alex? Yes. <laughs> Alex is saying yes to that. Uh, listen, I've been asking other audiences and I haven't asked you for the smallest act of feminism you can think of. Uh, Has anyone done anything very small in feminism? Because I asked recently for an act of feminism from an audience and somebody put a hand up and said, I just took the Met Police to court and uh, won in the Supreme Court uh, to say that we should have been allowed legally to have an outdoor distance masked silent vigil and uh, the, you, know, the police, uh, you saw the police brutality the Supreme Court ruled in favour of Reclaim These Streets, This Incredible Collective Jamie Klingler put her hand up and said I did that, that was my act of feminism then no one wanted to say anything <laughs> so everyone just looked at their shoes and went I've never done a feminist thing in my life so I'm looking for a small low level act of feminism anyone got one? yes? what's yours? Um, I'm, I'm a, PA in a, I a PA in a hospital I refuse to do the washing up yes! <laughs> Anyone got anything smaller than that? Smaller than that. Yes. Made my husband take my daughter to the loo instead of me while we were having a meal in a pub. Yes, that's very, very feminist, you said. Yeah, endorsed. Too good, apparently. That's too high. Anyone got any smaller than that? Anything smaller than that? Smaller than that? Yeah, of course you're allowed if you're a bloke. travelled three and a half miles to see women's foot... Three and a half hours. Three and a half hours, another seven-hour round trip to see women play football because... It's undersupported. It's, 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 it's It's not enough support. Mark, Mark, Mark. Well done, Mark. That's such a good act of feminism. I think it's time to welcome for the deep, conversational, feminist part. That's right, there's going to be a gear change, Alex. Please welcome back to the stage the incredible Jen Brister! Oh,
3: that's nice to be sitting down, isn't it? Isn't it lovely? It's lovely. It's really lovely. Oh, really Here lovely. we are in
0: Northampton. We're going to be talking to our guests about community today. Uh, Northampton, do you feel you have a strong community? very disparate three people, people. Around, it needs to be the sort of whole thing. Who feels Northampton could have a stronger sense of community? Yes, absolutely. And Fiona's been very vocal there. She said yes, absolutely, with her mouth, uh, not just a woohoo. Uh, so, well, tonight we're going to talk about how we can make that happen. Do you feel you've got a strong community? You, you're, you live in Brighton, which you secretly backstage called Right On to me. Be Right On, yeah. Be Right um, On,
3: yeah. Uh, yeah, that, oh, definitely. There's a, there's a there's loads of community projects that you can get involved with if you want to, and there's loads of stuff happening. I am not involved with any of them. Um, no, I, but I, I, don't, I genuinely don't have to. I'm never never at home. So, um, But yeah, there's loads of stuff going on and, and really cool stuff.
0: Now, being a mum, do you feel you have to, like, engage with children's community things and parent-teacher things? And is there a certain amount of... Okay, I don't want to...
3: I, I didn't want to talk about this because I don't want to big myself up, but... We had the spring fair at the school. Yes. And I was on the bric-a-brac stand for about an hour and a half. <laughs> so if you want to know where in my community... There, I'm, I'm tits deep in the PCA right now, okay? <laughs> Both brick and brack. I bricked and I bracked. Brick and or brack. Yeah, kids coming up going, I don't know, how much is this? I'd be like, well, I don't know, what, what, what you got, mate? And they're like, I've got 50p. I'm like, it's too quid you prick, or you can fuck off.
0: <laughs> you know... That Some kind comedians of would be spirit. joking when they said that, but with Jen Brister, I believe it. I believe that could have actually happened. Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of
3: bartering and uh, I didn't let them have it on the cheap because I was like, this is,
1: for, this is for you.
3: This is for books. I want all your pocket money. And now you can have a bit of brick or brack.
0: And, and that money went to the school for books, didn't it?
3: Yeah, look, I... <laughs> Did you pocket some of it for a
0: merlot? A lovely glass did of merlot. Did,
3: did, 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 did I get a couple of slices of cake out of, the, out of it? Sure. Um, my, what I've learned from from doing stuff for the PTA, right? Okay, and I'm only doing it because I've got kids. Otherwise, why would I? That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Just turning up at another school, going, "Can I get involved? What um, is a?" The reason that it's so important is because all of the schools are, in this country are so fucked. None of them have got any money. And so you are actually, it is a postcode lottery as to whether or not your school gets any cash. And it, a lot of it is down to the parents and how much money, spare they cash they've raise, got. Yeah. And that's what I really resent. Yeah.
0: I really resent that too. Somebody just, uh, I don't know if it was a heckle or a, an endorsement there. Somebody shouted out, what were you saying when she said uh, that Jed said about no money? It's just, as true. It, it is true, you're correct. This is the thing, you, you often, yeah, I mean, Jen Brewster is one of this country's finest uh, comedy club comedians. Have you ever had a heckle in a comedy club on a Saturday night or a Sunday night, anywhere where someone's just shouted, it's true? Because this is what you can expect. The, the most common heckle from the Guilty Famous audience, this is why I love you, is the, this is the most common heckle is, how can we help? Yeah. So lovely, I love it. Very I love rare
3: them. that I'm on stage and someone goes, Great job, I agree with you. Yeah. No, that doesn't.
0: This is why you come to the guilty Femmes. Yeah. It recharges you. I think we come out to refuel each other, and mostly we come out to be right together in the same room. Oh, I love that lovely feeling. Coming and... out and being right—it's just the best feeling. It's great. You know, Mark here has travelled seven hours round trip to see women's football because he doesn't think it's supported enough. Mark,
3: for heaven's sake, what a man! What a man! What a man! What a man! What a mighty good man. Yeah. She,
0: she's turning, Mark. Um, <laughs> she's turning live some, on something's stage. Something's turning. <laughs> she's curdling like milk. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's the right way <laughs> that's to start. Not the <laughs> Holy, it. Holy...
3: Well, exactly. i better get to the GP and get myself some antibiotics um, <laughs> for a lovely
0: callback. Well, listen... We, I, I, I try and do things in my local community. Uh, you've tried to do things in your local community. Uh, we all think we could do more, including Fiona thinks we could, we could do more. Uh, and our guests today do do more. Fiona, quickly before we bring them on, do you do anything in your local community? or Would you like to do more? Yeah, what do you do? I'm a magistrate, don't laugh. Is that how you open when they bring you on? <laughs> and now... The Magistrate, Fiona Magistrate. I don't know her surname, so I'm going to call you Fiona Magistrate. And all rise for the Fiona Magistrate, and then you come out and go, don't laugh. <laughs> do you have to wear a gown? What do you wear? Clothes? <laughs> Just your streets. Yeah. Um, the Naked Magistrate, they know her as in Northampton, <laughs> on a bad day. That's, um, a, that, there's a show in that. There believe. is certainly... That's coming. I'm, I'm sure it's already on Channel 4. Um, LAUGHTER all right, but our guests today do do stuff in their local community. Stop and saying
3: doo-doo. Come on now. Come on. Come on now. We were all thinking it. Why would you keep saying doo-doo? <laughs> you,
0: have, you have twin seven-year-old boys. I know, that's what I think is so funny. <laughs> um, our guests today are not as immature as Jen Brister, although one of them is only 19. Isn't that incredible? The first guest is... Uh, a freelance writer and community activist who founded The Happy Hood. The Happy Hood was a. Oh, people. Oh, some fans in. Some fans into The Happy Hood. Uh, the Happy Hood was originally designed to fight back against the negative narrative that dominated the story of Northampton. I'm not sure I knew there was a negative narrative that dominated. <laughs> what was that? Oh, so, someone, we got to just hang said, around? someone just said, you haven't been here long enough if you haven't heard it. <laughs> I thought um, it was Kettering that everyone had a. <laughs> oh, she knows how to be loved by Northampton. Oh, it's and not you're about welcome. Kettering. Um, <laughs> Don't mention Corby. Don't mention Corby. You've, uh, look. But we did You mentioned me. Corby. <laughs> I have to say it back for the podcast because they can't hear you. You've literally just put me into it. You've dro- dropped me in a manhole there. Womanhole, feminism. Personhole, personhole, personhole. Sorry.
3: Um, uh, drop me in a woman hole. Thank you. Yes. Fun, and good night.
0: <laughs> Jen Brister's just... Been, Jen Brister's got a happy hood. She's just been dropped in a woman hole.
3: It's, it's part of the turn. job. It's
0: part of feminism. I had to do it. Um. <laughs> Since the happy hood's launch in 2018, it's been the catalyst for a movement of positivity that has seen creative collaborations, events, and general happy making across the town. 200 volunteers have contributed to the project. 200. was the cheer if you're one of the 200. Yes, they're in they're in and droves, creating 16 issues filled with art and local good news. Um, so, our first guest, please welcome to the stage, the incredible Laura Graham!
7: Um,
0: come sit, yeah, you sit wherever you like. Um, Al, let's, Laura, welcome. Hello. I'm so delighted. Now, our second guest, who's also going to join us in this chair over here, is a politics student as well as media manager and journalist for Brown Girl Mag. She has worked alongside politicians, multiple activists, and charities. Uh, Brown Girl Mag is born out of the lack of minority representation in mainstream media. Brown Girl Magazine was created for and by South Asian women who believe in the power of storytelling as a vehicle for community building and empowerment. They're a team of more than 200 passionate South Asians who've collaborated for the last decade to bring you the best. And Latest content on South Asians living in the Diaspora. Put your hands together and make incredible whoo noises for Jamila Moktadir. <laughs> Hello, Jamila. Hi. Hi. Hey. 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 Um, Hi. So, first things first. Laura, could you please tell the locals? Excuse me. Sorry. And bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Cut the cut that out of the podcast, please, Tom. Um, I'm a little bit allergic to my cats, and it can strike at any point. I don't have to be near them. Even when they're not here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think it just it just builds up. You know, I didn't take my pill today. I haven't seen them for a couple of days. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm allergic to you, It could be. Um, Could be. But we'll cut that out. That'll be seamless on the night. Um, You didn't see it. You did. This is the magic of coming out to the live show. You might see me sneeze. Okay. (laughs) What what a a bit of bonus content you got there. (laughs)
3: Foc gang, you're not paying for it.
0: <laughs> Those people who stayed at home are going to be having serious They're FOMO when be they listen to this. Absolutely livid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Laura, can you tell us why did you start the Happy Hood? Um, I was really pissed off. Um, Good as reason yeah. as any. That's that motivates so much feminism. <laughs> well, yeah. Fury. Everyone. Fury.
7: Everyone always thinks, oh, you must be a really happy, positive person. No, I was just really angry. Um, that's really what what's spurred it on. Because I was sick of people um, saying bad stuff about Northampton. It's like really easy to do. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean to get
0: that laugh like that's it's true though isn't it I just want to say if you're listening globally I really want you to think about this in terms of your local community I don't want anyone to go oh this is about Northampton I'm not there wherever you're listening I want you to think about this in terms of your community
7: yes good um Absolutely. Um, no, so I was just really angry about people saying bad stuff about the town. Um, and I could see, you know, like most UK cities and towns across, you know, up and down the land. There's, the shops are closing and the narrative is all, you know, dirty streets and homelessness and all the negativity, which is, you know, that's true. That's part of, of life. But actually, I could see loads of, you know, great charities and um, artists and singers and just loads of people rallying around and helping each other and being really positive and, and going unsung and nobody was really talking about it. It was just really easy to talk about the bad stuff. So, um, yeah, I just got really angry and thought, well, why don't I set up a zine? You know, I should do.
0: And this scene is
7: completely offline. Completely offline. I know, I know. You're looking at me like I'm a
0: weirdo. Um... No, no, no. Don't we're not laugh. saying. Explain. Me. No, We're not saying. Explain yourself. We're saying. What, tell us. Tell us yeah. about the passion of that.
7: Well, okay. So, I mean, it was 2018, and of course, you'd think you'd put it online, really, wouldn't you? If you're going to sort of spread good news and you wanted to get it out there to as many people as possible, you should put it online. But. I strongly believe we needed to kind of turn away from our screens and turn away from our phones and put them down for a second and have something tangible that we can look at and read and look at beautiful artwork and really feel like a connection to something physical in the real world. Um, And so it is not online. It is printed. I love it.
3: I think less things should be online. Yeah. I think we're just being encouraged to have the shortest... We were talking about this when we backstage, where you just have got literally no... Uh, uh, I've, I've literally just yeah. run it. <laughs> Attention span. Thank 10. you. Um, you laugh. That's the menopause. It's coming for you, and you better fucking wake up and smell the coffee. These blank bits, they're coming for you, okay? Because, um, I, I, like I said, I, I find it difficult. I, I am put off... Like, you know when you're scrolling through Instagram Reels and then something comes on and you're like, it looks like it's going to be like a minute and a half. You're like, fuck it, I ain't got time for that. That's going to take, that's a but, minute and a half of my time. I can't concentrate on that. But
0: the fascinating thing is, we can be on our phones for three hours. Looking at 15 seconds. Doing, going, I haven't got time to watch a minute and a half. I know. It's but up. I've got time to watch three hours worth of 15 seconds. Or scroll through 27 different headlines. It's so strange what's happening to our brains.
3: Yeah, we're not reading articles. We're just looking at headlines. We're not so I think I really I was forced because of a job to read a book right I know (laughs) know. it's it's absolute batshit this I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed just being like I couldn't I had a very strict deadline I had to read it within like a week or two so I couldn't muck about And I just finished it. And it was so, I really looked forward to it. Picking up the book, I had no distractions. I couldn't look at my phone. And I was really invested in what I was reading. And I think that's what you get from what you've created, is that you get people investing in the artists, in the writers, in the people that you're trying to sort of put out there and and, um, give them a platform. And I think that's really, really important. Have you had a lot of, What sort of feedback have you had about that? Have have you had people go, babe, put it online?
7: (laughs) Yeah, everyone. (laughs) Um, Everyone's like, yeah, but where can I get it online? Um, But then I explain, you know, actually reading something physically, um, you know, unlocks different parts of your brain. and It's good for your well-being. And it's, you know, about health and well-being as well. And then they're like, oh, okay, that makes kind of sense. And then they look at it and they flick through and because it's all colourful and it's, you know, it's just something a bit different and you can keep it. It just, it feels like... Just something really special and, and just lovely. So, so, yeah, I talk them round, basically, yeah. and I put my foot down. And, I'm say, and I just say, no, you can't make me. I'm uh, not going to do I'm
0: it. I'm liking everything you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And you've had 200 contributors so far. Yes, yeah, so are far. You, are you always looking for more contributors? Always.
7: Always. We can never have too many contributors. If
0: you in the audience tonight have not yet contributed to uh, The Happy Hood, but you would like to... Could you just give us a cheer? Great. So you've got so many more contributors here, including Fiona in the front row. Oh, yes. Um, so this is exciting. Now, I just want to come over to you, Jamila. Hi. Can you tell us about Brown Girl Mag? Because it's, it's got a different scope, hasn't it?
8: Yeah, it's... Well, we work for the um, UK branch, but basically it was just a a space for South Asian people in the diaspora, so people who outside of South Asia, to find community online. Because even now, if I look in the audience, it's kind of spot
0: the person of colour because I can't really see many people of colour here. And Some people are waving. The lights are down. If you're listening at home, uh, there are always people of colour in our audience and are always welcome. Yeah. But you're right, of course, in most spaces, including this one, the dominant group is white.
8: Yeah, and it can feel intimidating, especially as I'm young and... It is an intimidating space, always seeing white people. And that doesn't mean that it's out of fear, but it's just comfortability. I feel like a lot of people of colour can relate to that, that we feel comfortable when we see other people of colour. So having that online felt like home, like we're bringing home online. I can take it with me, like I can put it in my pocket. I can take home wherever I'm going. And I would love to bring that to other people. I'd love for other people who are not people of colour to feel that homeliness that we feel with other people of colour.
0: That's, ri- that's oh, really that's
3: pretty cool.
0: Um, and how do people contribute to Brangle Mag? Who can contribute, and how do they get involved?
8: Well, mostly it's people of colour, but brown people, you know, South Asian people, but anybody can. anybody who has a story, anything that comes from the heart, from poetry to talent to anything, you just drop us an email and you're on the website.
0: Wow! So anyone can contribute. Yeah. In many spaces, you have uh, a white dominance and, oh, let's include. And I love that you have uh, reversed that and you are absolutely, even in the title, centering brown women. It's just such a wonderful thing. Are you voluntary? Yeah, at the moment, yeah. And so could Brown Gold Mag use more uh, money? Absolutely. Everybody could use more money at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Brown Gold Mag, how does it run at the moment? How do you fund it? Um, sponsorship, um, people just sponsoring, really. So, like, think. adverts? Yeah. So, Okay, so, and, and, and would you like somebody to advertise, sponsor, just throw you a, a ton of money? Absolutely. Okay, great. Do we have to pay to read it? No, you don't. It's completely free. Well, it's all free at the point of use, but we, which you can use. Do you, do you take donations? Yeah, we take donations okay, as well. Um, so, is, does anyone in the audience have something they'd like to advertise on Brown Girl Mag? How much, how much would it cost to advertise? Do you take any kind of, any level of advertising? Any kind of level, but um, from social media, which could be anything like
8: a, a retweet, which could be free. You could tell us, send us anything, mostly people who are South Asian. If you send us a, uh, a small company, or you know, you have a music that you've just released, or a poem. We could even do that for free. But something that you, we yeah, would we. I'm trying pay to get on. your money.
0: Stop, <laughs> stop, stop offering things for free. This is the problem with feminism, isn't it? It's like, oh, but we, do, but but we do it for nothing, and uh, I want, I want, I want people to pay you. So it's true. If you are grassroots, the great, the great thing about brangle Mag is they'll advertise you for free. If you are not grassroots, Alex. And you are not. If you are the living manifestation of the patriarchy in the front row of the Guilty Feminist, we are looking for your money. Um, what sort of funding do you think, as a feminist, Alex, you would like to be looking at giving brown gold man? Do, do you have a company or anything? Uh, what, what, it's that's a very vehement no there from yeah. Alex. You're retired. Okay, what about do a
3: one-off you... donation, Alex? What you got?
0: Oh, a one-off donation. He's ice, rich and retired. Huh? What you yeah. got? What you got, mate? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you yeah. got? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, uh, I okay,
3: mean, I mean, literally answer. now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. got nothing that's no. convenient, no. isn't it, Alex? Yeah. Eh? No. no, Alex, no. Seriously, jo- we're joking, but also it would be lovely if you. Do, can we make a regular direct debit? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, Alex, how about like I don't know? What do you think? Five pounds a month? Would that be just have one one fewer Starbucks coffees a month? Okay, we're going to move over to what we can get out of. Seriously, though, anyone in the audience who thinks this is a great thing, you know, sometimes people say, oh, do the work, do the work. And you think, oh, well, I do, you know, no, no, no. That's a great way to do the work. If you are a white person in this audience, and there are lots and lots of white people in this audience, a great thing to do is go, do you know what? I'm just going to set up a direct debit. We've got 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 someone in the audience. Yes, what would you like to say? Oh, great. So, what's your name? Terry. Terry. So, Terry, you work for an advisory service and you could look to do some social media partnerships? Yes, yes. Excellent, excellent. Can anybody else think of a way to help either Brangle Mag or uh, The Happy Hood? Bearing in mind, this is a local Northampton magazine that is making your patch of the world significantly better by engaging people, by, by giving people a sense of community and connection and by, by creating a space where local artists can thrive, that is the answer to people feeling disconnected, disenfranchised, depressed, and then spiralling and in ways damaging the community rather than building it up. So is there anyone in the room, I love doing this kind of thing, is there anyone in the room who thinks, hold on, I could help in some way or another? And it could be with space, it could be with money, it could be with amplification, it could be with, with your company might have um, some kind of corporate responsibility that you think, oh, we could ask them. Is there anyone at all who's got any ideas to help the happy hood? I'm going to leave it with you. Great. Okay. So Fiona wants to send you a bunch of jokes. I mean, sure. I mean, I take cash as well, but that's (laughs) yeah.
7: (laughs) So, so can I can I trade that in for them? What's up? Oh yes, thank you. Stockists. Oh great idea. Yeah. So we've got um 17 local stockists across Northampton. So if anyone wants to stock it or buy it for their um, employees or um, just subscribe, you can subscribe and have it posted through your door every quarter. So
0: yeah. Those ways. Okay, great. So has anyone got anywhere they can stock it or can anyone suggest to their local news agent that, hey, would you stock the Happy Hood because I want to buy it? Could anyone do that? Just give us a cheer if you think you could ask your local news agent if they would get it in because you would buy it. Just give us a cheer. Great. Okay, so we might get some local stockists. And if anyone's got any other ideas, please feel free to shout them out. Yeah, Uh, just go to
7: thehappyhood.com. All of the contact details are on there. You can see us on socials,
0: DM me, anything. Great. And can I ask you this? How have you kept it going for four years? (sighs) Because most things fizzle out. It's true. Lots of people start this kind of stuff. And for very good reasons sometimes, or just because it's hard to be resilient... That dies a death in six months. How have you kept it going for four years? Um, I don't
7: really know. Um, No, uh, just... I just won't be... Oh, thank you.
0: She's a rock star, we heard from the audience. Thank
7: you. Your £5 is coming to you later. Um, (laughs) No, I just... I won't won't be told no and I won't give up. And I'm just... I'm kind of bloody-minded about it now. It's like... I've started, so I need to keep going, okay. and that's it. And I think that's, that's something else that people, if, you know, they're listening around the world, want to start something up. It will be hard work, like, don't get me wrong, but um, you just, yeah, just just don't give up and, yeah. Any,
0: any, from either of you, any mistakes you've made or things you'd recommend, quicker pieces of advice, because we've got to bring on our final act, but quick pieces of advice for people wanting to start something or run something like the, what, you, what you guys are doing?
7: Um, just get as many people involved as possible don't do it all yourself because that's what we did early on there was only a small number of us so the, the, it's power you know power in numbers um, and yeah just just be tenacious really don't be scared yeah. like a lot of the time I'm shitting it about what
8: I've got to say or who I'm saying it to but really just say it because I'm sure someone is there and they're like yeah yeah what she's saying is facts so there you go just say it
0: great just do it, it you, he, yeah that's, that's great advice you guys have really inspired me and I think you're going to inspire people all around the world to just start something, just do something, just have a presence and a community space where people can you can collect other people's voices and amplify them Everybody wants it and if we do not resource it, if we do not recommend it, if we do not buy it, if we do not sign up, if we do not direct debit to it, it just can't exist. It can't exist without you and that's why it's wonderful because it forces you to engage. It forces you to get out of bed and do a little bit of feminism. These guys are doing the really hard work. All you need to do is say, you know what, I'll subscribe to that. I'll give them even a pound a month, but I'm, show, I'm going to show them. I'll send them one of my bad jokes, Fiona. But what I'm doing is I'm saying, I appreciate you, I see you, I love you. And this is the way we all, we all activate each other to care more. And if we're not taking care of our patch of the world, how can we be going, oh, I'm a feminist because I've signed this petition about another country. And we don't even care what's happening in our local community. So get involved with Brown Girl Mag. Get involved with the happy hood. Wherever you are in the world, start your own thing. Amplify other people and create some kind of community. Because if not here locally, where? That's where it starts. Can I have a huge round of applause for Jamila and Laura? And the incredible Jen Brister? And now we welcome to the stage the wonderful Grace Petrie.
4: Oh, Thank you so much. What a fucking night, hey? Yeah. Oh, I just love doing these shows, you know, and it, it makes me feel so... When I listen to people who are just, like, doing amazing things and making the world a better place, it makes me feel so uh, impassioned and, like, there's things to fight for. Um, Now, listen, I know this kind of goes with the territory, um, but uh, give me a shout if you are a feminist. Yes! Good! Yes! If you didn't shout then, oh, you must have had a dreadful night. Um, But it serves you right for being a dick. Um, uh, So I, obviously I am, I am a feminist It's, it's uh, sort of required to get the job here But, um, I'm a feminist and, uh, and, I'm, a, and I'm a socialist And, uh, you know, I'm a queer person as well And, you know, on all three scores I don't feel like we're winning <laughs> I just don't feel like we're winning too many of these fights lately You know, there's a lot of fucking scary things going on in the world And, uh You know, I started writing songs uh, about... uh, I'm a protest singer, that's what I do. I write sort of left-wing protest songs. I've been doing that for um, 12 years. I've been going around... Thank you so much, yeah. I've been going around Britain for 12 years uh, trying to make it more (laughs) left-wing. And in that time... (laughs) If anything... (laughs) I've made things quite a lot worse, I think. I think that's what we know I've done, really. Um, And, you know, when I started... Can I have a bit more vocal, please, in the wedge? When I started doing... uh, uh, When I started uh, writing songs, um, you know, I was... It was in my early 20s, and it was, like, a really exciting time politically in Britain. You know, there were loads of marches, and we would occupy St. Paul's, you know. And and I was like, this is it. You know, my generation is going to be the generation that changes the world. And it turns out my generation weren't the first generation that thought that. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, I wrote all these songs when I was in my early 20s, and then last year I brought out a record, and, uh, and uh, I'm sort of settling into a new realisation about politics, which is that... Um, so I've lost every election that I've been a voting age for, right? Uh, I, it's been great. <laughs> it's been a fucking time. Um, but, uh, but, and I was thinking, you know, after the last one and after various sort of political defeats, I was kind of thinking, I, I'm just done with this. You know, I don't want to think about this anymore. And, uh, and then I sort of realised that, you know, uh, if all of the people... You know, if all of the feminists and all of the queer campaigners and all of the left-wing campaigners and all the trade unions, if all the people that have come before me and fought and in some cases died, right, for their beliefs and for these politics and these ideas, if they'd have given up the first time that they lost, then I wouldn't be here. I literally wouldn't be standing on this stage. So I think it is so important to keep fighting, even on the, especially on the days that it's the hardest to keep fighting. So I wrote a song about it. And, uh, and I promise you it is an optimistic song. <laughs> But it is called (laughs) The Losing Side. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) let's sing it all together, Northampton. What do you think, huh? Um, are you with me? Is that okay? Can we, can we sing the chorus together? So, I'm gonna, so I, I wrote this um, uh, just after uh, the vigil for Sarah Everard, which was obviously so brutally and, as we now know, unlawfully disrupted by the police. And, uh, and you know, it, was, it refers as well to the sort of Police and Crime Commissioners' Bill. And so many of the laws that are coming through, you know, Parliament at the moment, that are just so fucking scary. Um, but I think, you know, in so many ways, they are designed, you know, like they're designed to get you downhearted and they're designed to like make you run out of steam and make you run out of passion because uh you know the hardest thing in the world is to keep going in, in the most important times so this is a song about that and okay guess
6: from common grief to bristol up in flames we came here begging justice And instead we got the blame For peace to stir Out on the streets tonight And watching on the BBC You know something's not right When mourners come With candles and with flowers A wrestle three-on-one And pinned down by the state's full powers This is their world And these have been the rules we have come to break it down with bloody fingernails for tools This threat of violence This tightrope wire We can no longer bear it We're all too fucking tired No minute silence We will sing higher Don't tell us to light a candle When we have come to start a fire And if I spend my life Better world and on a quiet day when I hold my breath, I can hear her say she's on her way. She's on her way. It's safe at home, you watch it on TV. And never dreamed that one day you could be the enemy That you might one day be under attack From all that should protect you Hoping someone has your back The history books are screaming from the shelves And no government who outlaws speaking to defend ourselves Has good things planned A storm ahead I see one of us will bear it without solidarity. Oh, I see trouble all my days. This ailing failing world sends signs of fire and flood and plague. But from the rubble, from the race, the mightiest cathedral from these ashes we will raise and if I spend my life on the inside. You can lay me down knowing that I tried. There's a better world and on a quiet day when I hold my breath I can hear her say, take your heart my sisters. This fire will never." So well, and on a quiet day, when I hold my breath, I can hear her say that if I spend my life. a better world, and on a quiet day, when I hold my breath, I can hear her say that she's on her way. Thank you very much. Thank you so much!
0: Northampton! You've been absolutely wonderful. You have been listening to The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Frances White, guest co-host Jen Brister, and our very special guests, Jamila Moktadir and Laura Graham, plus Jessica Foster-Q, Narissa Simone and Grace Petrie. The Guilty Feminist theme tune was composed by Mark Hodge. The recording engineer was Grundy Lizimbra. The producer for The Spontaneity Shop was Tom Selinski. Thanks to Rachel Craftman, Gina DiCio, Stuart Arnold, and everyone at the Northampton Derngate Theatre, as well as all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.
1: I'm going on tour. I'm going on tour in the autumn. It's a show called Wench. Please come. I'm not coming to Northampton. I'm so sorry, but I'm coming to Cambridge and I'm coming to Leicester, and they're quite close. Come. Thank you.
0: I was going to do that for you, Jess. I oh. was just doing a tag of Are you coming? Yeah, but oh, I just came on and did then. it for you, Debs. She's she she even does a road plugs. It's, this woman? does There's nothing she can't do. If you uh, apart from leave the stage. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she, that's like watching her get out of a WhatsApp group. <laughs> The Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from Acast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.
8: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS.